Bidzy's Small Business Society number 109. You're listening to Bidzy's Small Business Society. I'm Rob Barisoff. We talk to small business owners about what makes their small business successful. Connect with Bidzy's Small Business Society at bidzy.com and grow your business. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers post projects for free in any of over 100 categories, including all types of home renovation, landscaping, cleaning services, photography, and many, many more. Now, if you're a business, Bidzy.com is a great way to find new customers because you are automatically notified each time a customer posts a project in your subscribed categories. So for example, let's say you own a roofing company and a customer posts a project in our roofing category. You are automatically notified via email or text and you can submit a bid at bidzy.com or use our internal chat system to introduce yourself to the customer and give them reasons why they should use you to complete their project. Monthly subscriptions start at $14.99. That's $14.99 per month for unlimited access to new customers and unlimited bidding at bidzy.com. Email rob at bidzy.com for more details or start your 30-day free trial now at bidzy.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Bidzy Small Business Society. Today, I am excited to talk to Scott Norton. Scott is the founder and president of Norton Sports Management. As a sports agent, he has negotiated hundreds of millions of dollars in contracts and endorsements for his clients. Scott represents NHL All-Stars, first-round draft picks, Olympians, and many players who don't get those headlines. His family is active in the ownership of both the Chicago Bulls and the Chicago White Sox, and with a strong hockey playing and business background, he has enabled Norton Sports to be one of the most effective leaders in sports management. Welcome, Scott. So glad you could make the time today. Can you first tell us more about yourself, then about what projects you're working on today? Sure. First of all, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm excited at uh, the direction that Norton Sports has taken and and where we are at in the uh, business sports management. And um, fortunately, it's a pretty quiet time right now as we head in uh, the hockey business into the NHL draft and um, into free agency. So right now, uh, it's kind of quiet, just finishing up some junior drafts, heading into the the NHL draft and myself, I'm heading into Buffalo for the NHL draft uh, in about a week and a half here. So that'll be exciting when you see the young guys uh, get drafted and start to get some direction to all the years they put into their future. Absolutely. And I want to talk about how that relationship starts with those players a little later. But first, I want to talk about this. You know, my buddy Jeff, for instance, he loves hockey. He'd love to show up with his resume and apply to be uh, an NHL agent. But obviously, that's not the case. So how did you get your start? Like, what sort of qualifications do you need to become a sports agent, Scott? Well, there's a lot of different paths that people take uh, to the end result. And as I tell uh, aspiring agents and high school students and college students taking classes, there's really no one way to become an agent. Um, Anyone can become an agent, becoming a successful agent and actually gain clients, which is the difficult part. So I was fortunate that uh, I had finished up college and I was back in Chicago, Illinois, where I grew up and 
was running the Team Illinois organization for the best kids out of Chicago area. And at that time, I had a day job, and I was approached by a already small agency. Um, and the head of the agency came to me and knew that I had a lot of connections in hockey and wanted to know if I'd like to help recruit players for him. And one thing led to another, and I started as a very part-time um, recruiter. And the next thing I know, I'm over in Moscow bringing Russian hockey players over to the Canadian Hockey League and, and as clients. And one day I said, hey, I kind of like this. You know, what about if I did this full-time? And long story short, I ended up um, learning the business, becoming an agent. And as I say, the rest is history, and that was over 20 years ago. So um, I was fortunate uh, to have that connection to and the gentleman who's already in the business. Um, but there's really no one path, uh, again, through college or real life experience that leads to becoming an agent. But I think you'd still have to credit some of it to your educational background in business and communications, right? Yeah, that, that's a big thing to me. Um, you know, just the understanding of business how any business works, much less the agent business and communication, being able to sell yourself. And again, in any business you're in, you're really selling yourself more so than the product, whether it's a sports agency or door to door with vacuums, um, you're selling yourself. So you got to be comfortable speaking, um, you know, and, and selling yourself to whatever the client is, is looking for at that point. So, um, you know, people are really hooked up this day and age and in doing a sports marketing or sports agents class in, in college. And those are nice. And, and again, there's no exact formula in how to become a sports agent, but to be able to understand business, get real life experience in business, and then be able to talk and communicate and sell yourself are probably the biggest things that I look for. Absolutely. Those strategies, I think, uh, can translate well from being a sports agent all the way down to the home-based small business owners. So, Now, Scott, I realize that this might be a tough one to answer, but uh, who on your roster of players has got you most excited today? That's tough to say. Um, you know, it, 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 sports is, is a fickle business. One day, you know, players are scoring goals, or in the case of a goalie, they're stopping pucks. The next day, they're struggling, and that's when they need their agents. Um, so, you know, take a, a client like Josh Williams, who's only 15 years old, but was drafted fifth overall in the WHL draft a few weeks ago. And you think, wow, you know, um, the sky's the limit for what his potential could be. Um, Andy Mealy, a client uh, who played the minor leagues for Detroit Red Wings this year, who a handful of years ago won the Hobie Baker Award as the best college hockey player in the entire U.S. Um, and you think, geez, you know, when he gets a shot in the NHL, what can he do? Um, you know, right of the veterans like Ryan Garvitt, who played a key role for the Anaheim Ducks um, in the playoffs this year, getting a new home in Anaheim halfway through the year. And what's he going to do with a, a fresh start next year going into the season? So um, and I don't want to leave anyone, you know, leave anyone off, because as I say, you know, other than the Crosby's and the Ovechkin's, a lot of these players are just they get better by the day with uh, the type of uh, performance, training, nutrition that guys are, are really buying into these days. Of course, and I very carefully qualified that question by saying it was going to be a tough one to answer for that reason, not picking favorites, Scott. So now you talked about uh, maybe goalies stopping pucks and guys scoring goals, but uh, the reverse of that, let's again talk about that goalie who's letting in too many pucks or a goal scorer who's not scoring. You as an agent, are you there for more than settling those negotiations and endorsements? Are you there for psychological support as well? 
Well, the way I do my business, I certainly am. I run a boutique agency. Um, I don't try to get too many clients because I think that one-on-one relationship is what makes the difference in in a good agent from a bad agent. Um, Certainly not minimizing the... um, the importance of the actual negotiations of contracts, but you take a lot of players in this day and age and they're signing long-term deals. So if I have a client who's signing a three-year deal or a six-year deal, there's a lot more to it than just those negotiations and six years later saying hi again. Um, and again, to me, that's the the training, the, the mental strength, the day-to-day knowledge of what it takes to not only get to, let's say, the NHL, but stay there. So that consistency and not having too high a highs and too low a lows, um, at least the way I do my business is a lot of what I try to be there for my clients. You know, I have over 20 years experience in this business, not to mention having played the game and coached the game and the knowledge I learned from just the conversations with scouts every day in the stands. Um, I try to bring to my players that so they can lean on me and whether they're not stopping the puck or the puck's hitting the post or they're not, you know, having good games, um, I want to be there for them to lean on so that we can get that ship righted and, and ready to go. So, you know, what could be a two game goalless streak now becomes a one game goalless streak and, you know, boom, they're going, I guess. You want to help your players stay in the NHL once they get there, but what happens to them if they don't ever make it into the NHL or if they, you know, if they don't stay there, where are they going? What are they doing? <laughs> well, players have a lot of options these days. Um, whether it's the minor leagues, um, certainly the American Hockey League is a good league um, throughout North America, and there's players making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year a league um, in that league. So it's certainly a good option and still more fruitful than most day jobs that most of our athletes can have. There's a lot of good options over in Europe. Um, the Continental Hockey League, which runs mostly through Russia, some players can make as much as a million, million and a half dollars, U.S. or Canadian. Um, and you have other options you know, throughout lower levels in Europe. Um, and then certainly if players aren't making it or once their careers are done, it's it's our job to try to help them transition into the real world, whether it's continuing their education and or, you know, getting a job and supporting their family for, you know, those points on. Right. And that was my next question would be, what was your recommendation to that young player, you know, right from the start of your relationship with them about staying educated and qualified in the case that their career in sports does not work out the way as planned? Well, I think education in all aspects of life is crucial. Um, You know, I, I always comment to, players and their parents um, starting at a young age that you're only one bad rut in the ice away from your playing days being done. So, um, you know, unfortunately now that I've been in the business over 20 years, I've sat with too many players having career ending injuries. Um, And again, with, with as much as this is a 12 month a year training and fitness, um, you know, job, there's still our shoulders that are blown out, knees that are blown out, and certainly the very prevalent in sports today is concussions that are in players' careers. So I think it's important whether they go to U.S. college or to major junior in Canada that they continue their education while they're playing um, and do understand that there's going to be a post-career. It might happen at, you know, 18, it might happen at 40, but there's going to be post-career and there's going to be more years to live without hockey than there is with hockey. So hopefully they do have something to fall back on. Um, 
investment and, and an understanding of what it's going to take to be successful post-career. Absolutely. Now, my business partner, Cal, uh, who connected us, uh, let me know that your relationship with your players does not start at the pro level. So, Scott, in as much or as little detail as you'd like, what does that relationship with a new client look like from start to finish? Well, uh, fortunately or unfortunately in our business, it, it continues to get younger and younger. Now, I say unfortunately because I'm not sure... Um, the business is directed to go as young as we have to go now to, to recruit the top young players. But fortunately, because that's the way I've steered my business to become proactive and make it beneficial for the client and his family um, to get into such a relationship. Now, the NCAA in the U.S. stipulates that players cannot have agents um, if they're going to college or going to be in college. But leagues like the WHL, um, you're allowed to have player agents. So when we start the relationship with players, very often we're, I am a family advisor on hockey-related matters, which means that all I'm doing is just trying to tell them the difference between the WHL, the BCHL, the USHL in the U.S., the U.S. college, um, and, and what options are out there for players. And then as they progress and as they move on, um, I'm trying to build that relationship stronger and stronger with the player and his parent so that, as we mentioned a few minutes ago, when he's 25 and he's playing in the NHL and he's struggling, he not only knows who's sitting across the table from him when it comes to contract time, but understands what I say, why I'm saying it, and, and puts trust into me to try to help with whatever the situation is, whether it's a contract or getting out of a slump. Sure. So in a little more detail, what age do you start identifying and signing that talent? Typically 14 to 15 years old, depending on the area. Um, Some areas in both Canada and the U.S. tend to be more infiltrated, for lack of a better term, with with agents. Um, And the players are a little more focused at a younger age, so they think they need to be moving up quicker and sooner. Um, and then there's other areas that you typically find, you know, you can wait a little longer on a player, get a chance to watch them develop a little more. Because obviously when you're going after players that young, there's a lot of risk of, you know, even if it's making a phone call or taking the time to go a game, um, the more you have to do that, the more time as an agent you're spending, you know, in your business um, with players of that age. And, and I don't care as I tell my you know, clients or recruits all the time. I don't care if you're Sidney Crosby or Connor McDavid. At 14 years old, there's still a lot of risk and a lot of growth that has to go into a player to even have a chance to be an NHL pick, much less an NHL star. So on that note, what percentage of players make it to the NHL, Scott? When you say percentage, you mean of, of players that we watch play at 14 years old? Sure, those young guys that you've identified as having a legitimate shot, sure. I mean, I, I can go to a tournament, let's say, with the best 20 teams, and, and let's say it's widespread from the U.S. to Toronto to Vancouver to Montreal, and you get the best 20 teams in North America. So we have roughly 400 players, and I would say if five or six of those 400 have good NHL careers, then you probably have a pretty good age group. Wow. So you're talking about uh, 1% or less. Is that right? Probably, yes. Sure. Now, you're enjoying success, but can you take us back to a time, maybe when you first launched your agency, but what sticks out as the biggest challenge and what steps did you take to really identify that challenge and overcome it, Scott? 
Well, I, I think it's twofold. Number one, um, getting your first big successful client is always a big hurdle um, an agent has. Um, again, anyone can become an agent. You can build a website. You can go to the NHL Players Association and pass the test to, to become a certified agent. But getting players to have a belief in you um, so that you can lead their career and, and obviously put money in the bank is a different story. So getting that first, I, I remember vividly my first NHL first round pick and how hard that was. Who was it? It was Alexei Morozov uh, from the Soviet wings in Moscow. And I literally went to Moscow three or four times that year um, and sat with the family and had vodka and and had the family cook for me and convinced them to let me guide his career. Um, And then later he came over and played for the Pittsburgh Penguins. All right. Um, So that is, that's certainly a big step. And the second part, um, I think, in addition to getting your first big client, is that confidence that you belong, you have the knowledge to sit in a scout's room at a Seattle Thunderbirds game or in the room with an NHL general manager or or with a big-time U.S. college coach, that you understand the game both on and off the ice and and, and sort of have arrived as as a real NHL player agent. So how are you finding your clients now? Um, somewhat word of mouth, but still a lot of, of kicking the dirt and going to the grassroots and going to tournaments, um, getting out there, talking to youth coaches, talking to, you know, WHL scouts, U.S. college assistant coaches who are recruiting. Um, there's really no secret. Um, you know, it's, it's getting out to, to watch them and understand, uh, you know, both where you think they're at and what you think you can bring to the table to help them get to the next level. Good, and I hope uh, Cal Filson can bring you some uh, bring you some good talent from uh, the Thunderbirds over there, man. I, I hope so, too. Time to gloat a little bit. Who are your biggest clients, past and present, Scott? Alexei Morozov, as I mentioned, was my first, first round NHLer. Um, I believe played in three Olympics for Russia. Um, at one point was rated the best player outside the NHL before he came over and was a successful career with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, Igor Kravchuk, a defenseman who came over after the 92 Olympics from Russia and played in four Olympics and, and um, was widely noted for helping Chris Pronger with his career in St. Louis, um, was a big player for me and a big platform. And then probably my most successful NHL player was Dustin Brown, um, who we now know as the captain of the LA Kings and has won two Stanley Cups. And I started with Dustin when he was 15 years old and um, helped get him to the OHL and on to being the, you know, captain of the NHL and first round pick the LA Kings. So those are just some of the players that have sort of, you know, plateaued or excuse me, been uh, platforms for my career that, you know, sort of vaulted me to, to where I'm at today. Getting goosebumps uh, hearing that you're working with Dustin Brown. Awesome stuff. Now, Scott, talk about rapport. How do you gain that trust when, you know, where someone is handing you the reins that will steer their careers? Um, I think no different than any other relationship you build in life. They, You have to get the player and his family to understand that you're in it for his best interests. Um, you have to sort of talk on their level. So, you know, what's important to them, whether it's family, whether it's education, whether it's, you know, what part of their hockey careers, 
And then just build that relationship where, you know, they know you're there for them and, and what it will take. And, you know, they trust you. I think trust is a big word. And, you know, you, what I try to tell them is you want to know that your agent is working as hard off the ice as you are on the ice. And that's sort of my motto and what I try to do for my clients. I think the big thing is to uh, speak the language of your clients, so to speak. And I think you alluded to that already, right? Yes, correct. Now, Scott, do you love to win or hate to lose and why? Um, I would say I love to win. I, when I played, I hated to lose. Now I love to win more. Um, I think somewhat now that I'm a father with two small kids and I have a idea what life is really about um, and Yes, whether it's the last dollar on a contract or who scores the winning goal in the Stanley Cup, those things are all great. But I think the high moments of life are what we really look for. And whether it's the birth of our son or daughter or hoisting that Stanley Cup or being fortunately in the locker room with the player drinking out of the Stanley Cup, those are the moments that we really strive for. Absolutely. Yeah, great stuff. Now, give us something actionable here, Scott. What do you do to wind down after a long or stressful day? Most of the time, have a glass of wine and go sit in a hot tub. Um, if I'm not fortunate to have either of those, then um, maybe a little relaxation in a hotel room in some dungy town that I'm going to watch some 15 <laughs> or 16 year old hockey play in. But, um, you know, the one thing for any aspiring agent, and I tell people as much fun as it can be, it's not all it's cracked up to be. So, if you watch Jerry Maguire or you watch Entourage, don't think everything is driving around in a Bentley convertible, you know, drinking champagne. So you have to be ready to put in the hard time and put some miles on your odometer and, and be at, you know, rough hotels in small towns, especially in the hockey business, because this is what it's about. But that's what makes the highs that much more fun. Yeah, and I can tell you from my experience with uh, talking with Cal, my business partner, again, be prepared to work those long hours and uh, those weekends, right? Because that's when uh, tournament hockey is taking place most of the time, isn't it? Yeah, no. Um, most sports are, are only weekends, especially at the youth level, um, you know, because of school. So once you get up to the NHL, obviously you have games on Mondays and Wednesdays, but even the American Hockey League is mostly a weekend league. Um, and when you deal with major junior u.s college and certainly youth you know tournaments it's almost all weekends so yeah if you enjoy your weekends or enjoy going out with the boys or the girls um you can probably forget about that if you want to be successful in this business <laughs> now scott boil this thing down for us what is the one thing you want to share with our listeners about just going out on their own and succeeding in business well, I think you have to have the confidence and you have to have the fortitude to get through the hard times because there's very few, no different than the athletes. You know, everyone looks at the Sidney Crosby's or the Kobe Bryant's or the Michael Jordan's. There's very few that don't have the downtimes. Um, you know, you're going to have the clients you don't get. You're going to have the clients you get and lose or get injured. Um, so you have to have the fortitude and, and confidence in yourself that in the end run, you know, it's going to work out. So if you're not prepared with that, then don't get in at the start because you do need a thick skin to be successful in any business. Not for the faint of heart. That's right. Now, a couple more questions and feel free to drop some names here if you'd like. But what does the future look like for you and your business? Well, that, that's a good question because, as I mentioned, you know, the, the game literally changes every day, um, whether it's the clients I have, whether it's the clients I get. 
or whether it's the game itself. You know, 10 years ago when I would go to watch those 15-year-olds play, I'd look for the biggest kid on the ice who was mean and think, okay, I'm going to make him into a hockey player. Now it's completely changed the way the rules in the NHL changed. And you look for, you know, speed and thinking and skating. So, um, you know, players like Josh Williams, again, the fifth overall pick to Madison Hat in the WHL, um, probably was the best pure goal scorer, you know, in the WHL draft this year. Um, unfortunately, there's a lot of players I have that are either going the U.S. college route or in college, so I can't promote them technically. So I can't mention their name, but I'll have a couple of those drafted in the NHL um, draft in a couple of weeks. Um, so those are guys, again, that are playing a smart, skilled game that I think could be first and second line centers in the NHL in four or five years. So if people want to stay connected and keep the finger on the pulse of what's happening with your agency and your players and your business, Scott, how can they find you? Well, the two best ways are my website, which is www.nortonsports.com. And then in this day and age, um, my Twitter handle is probably the easiest because I try to stay on it and keep both fans and families updated. And that's at Norton sports. Um, and again, I I'm trying to be relevant and, and with the younger folks. So I'm not into Instagram and those things yet, but, um, at Twitter or Facebook, um, Norton sports management. And those are the best ways to keep up with me. Scott, I really appreciate you taking the time to join me on the show today, man. You take care. Okay. Thanks Rob. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, if you're looking for a service provider or a local professional, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, if you're looking for new customers or a way to expand your customer base, sign up for your 30-day free trial today at Bidzy.com. Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. Go to Bidzy.com for information and resources on how you can grow your business. Support Bidzy Small Business Society by writing a review and giving us a five-star rating in iTunes. Your positive review and five-star rating will allow us to continue bringing you free, valuable content from amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Rate and review Bidzy Small Business Society today. 